Vlogmas Boys with Rudy. I'm a seven-year-old Rudy Salcedo here to boy Hot Topics Boys. Today we're gonna be talking about um my top episodes of this season, and I have a special announcement to make. Today is the last episode of season two. Um, we're gonna be talking about my f my four episodes that I like. Um. In this season, of course, I like all of them, but it's my four episodes, my top four. And then I'm going to tell you a quick story about Michael Jordan and Reggie Miller. I'm going to read you one, chap one chapter. Of, I recommend uh, to read this book, uh, Kid Athletes. It tells them um, how, how, how they grew up. Um, today we're going to be reading about Babe Ruth and all the other. And, um, and then we're going to be going on to read um, the whole book. So, um, I hope you guys like this. Uh, let's get started. Let's get started with my four episodes. Um, my first episode is the interview with my brother, Isaiah. We talked about our top ten, um, um, episode, uh, our top ten, uh, teams. And, um, that's my first one. My second one is the human highlight. Yep, the human highlight. It, um, it was um because i liked it because i was surprised dominique wilkins scoring 57 points against michael jordan dominique wilkins people just forget him i believe he's a star he um old player he was a legendary player um he was like he was like a babe ruth a babe ruth in um basketball almost but that game was close the land hawks versus the um chicago bulls that's my third one that's my second one so now i'm to my third one i have to put our first episode of course um i was inspired by this uh last dance documentary episode one i was inspired by it to make the podcast that you're listening today um i um I was inspired to write notes and tell you guys some facts that I know so you could be um, a history guy like me. Know everything about the NBA, the NCAA, the baseball, hockey, um, uh, all the sports. And now to my last but not least. Um, my last one that I like is the stars of the past. The stars of the past. I like it because there's a lot of facts for you guys. A lot of facts. Um, we got to talk about Kevin Garnett. And not time for the story. So, um, it's, a, it's a quick story. It's a quick story. So, one time, we the Merge Miller, Indian Pacers versus Chicago Bulls. Um, Merge Miller was trash talking to uh, Michael Jordan. It was like 1990 um, times, you know. And um, at the end of the game, Chicago Bulls won. And Michael Jordan says, never trash talk to Black Jesus. From then on, Reggie Miller started calling Michael Jordan Black Jesus or Black Hat. Um, that was the story I learned from um, The Last Dance. Now we're going to read the book. Um, we're going to read the Babe, Babe Ruth book um, of this story when he was younger. Let's get started. Decided. I was a bad kid. 
I intimidated Babe Ruth in his autobiography. Like many things, the loud and mysterious New York Yankees legend said that was something of an understanding. In fact, Little George, as he was known for before he earned his famous nickname, was officially labeled incorrigible by his own parents. He was impossible to control. At the age of eight, how did little George get so bad for starters? He learned how to, about misbehaving right under his own roof. Under the ground floor of the, the Ruth family apartment was the roughest, toughest salon in the city of Baltimore. It was run by Father Big George. The crowd was roadie, the whiskey was cheap, and the patterns were constantly croissant. I learned way more than here than I would at school. Little George's parents worked 20 hours a day that left George on his own. A lot. He almost never went to school. I was born when I was a kid, he said, and as an adult, he roamed the streets of the teeming city looking for trouble. More often than not, he found it. Little George stole fruit from the stands that lined the sidewalk. He threw eggs and rotten apples at the carriage driver as they passed. His parents grew more and, and more frustrated with his rubber rushing boys. No more is sure exactly when or, or why little George's parents decided they could no longer care for his, for the son. It's impossible. It's possible that they had to send him away because the police were called. The neighbor told the officers a little kid is living in there. That's no place for a child. Or perhaps George's mom just got fed up with her son playing hooky and causing trouble. So when little George was seven, his parents asked a local office to declare him um, in Grenoble as and send him to a firmity on Friday, the 13th in June, 1902, Big George dropped off his son at his new home, State Marion's, interviewed for a, a department, Oberhans, uh, 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 in, in, in incredible and wayward boys. I did not know this much stuff about Babe Ruth. Um, obviously, not not an easy path for Babe Ruth. Let's keep on reading. The school was a grin. It, as it nine name eight hundred orphans ran away and unnearly boys were packed into the side gray buildings surrounded by impertable fence. A set of imposing iron gates kept the boys in and everyone else out. Thirty members of religious order called ex Riven brothers were charged in charge of feeding feeding um 
close teaching and um, displaying the boys who range in age from 7 to 20. And one little George was one of the youngest residents. Not an easy path for Babe Ruth. Um, people think, you know, they're rich when they grow up, but they weren't. Not easy path. He had to go to an apartment. He was not that good at a boy. Bad choices. So I don't say um, make bad choices. You'll grow up to be like this. But when he learned that, he would have to stay there for the next 13 years. Little George burst into tears. He would miss be being able to do whatever he wanted, but he had no choice. In those days, reform school was considered the only way to make a bad boy good again. His father left him in the hands of brother and hopped of the best. Little George was shown a stark room in the dormitory that housed 200 other students all the boys were in form of jackets and ties. Each one was used with a small backbone and a pencil to record schoolwork. When students used the jacket to sleeves to wipe the slats clean at the end of the day, George quickly learned that the school routine every day a bell woke everyone up at 6 a.m. sharp talking. Was for forbidden during meals which consisted um, most of the soup and bread on Sundays. The boys might get one or two hot dogs or slices of bologna bedtime was 2 8 p.m. A night watched watchman kept one eye on the boys until morning. Sometimes if the watchman was sick and unable to work, one of the boys was asked to fill in return. The boys were given an extra large breakfast the next morning. Each boy was also given a job. George's job was to stitch uh, colors into shirts. That, in my, if you listen to my sister's podcast, uh, she does fashion and um, sewing. So, he worked five and a half days a week on Sundays. Most of the students spent their free days playing baseball in the schoolyard. Uh, despite his nickname, Little George was a really big, stamping kid who enjoyed re the reaction part of reforming school routine. Um, all through, he wasn't happy with all, all the rules and restrictions Little George got, along with his classmates as at St. Mary's, sometimes he used the money he earned to buy candy for the boys, who couldn't offer it even to try to help some of the smaller kids. One day, a boy named Lodes Clark finished confessed that he had so excitedly broken a window in school building. So, little George earned the respect of his reform school. Um, classmates, but still he wasn't often lonely and said visiting day the, of, of, was the worst on one on on one such occasion when his friends Lou Fats Fats Luzman 
Policemen found him sitting all alone. George told him unhappily, I guess I'm, I'm too big and ugly for anyone to come see me. Um, even totally on one of the Scravian brothers noticed how unhappy little George was and decided to help brother Mathis was perfect um, of dispensable at St. Mary's. Um, his job was to tool out punishment and work to help the most incorrigible kids at school. And no one was more incorrigible than little George. Everyone at St. Mary's was in a brother Mathis standing six foot inches tall and waiting Weighing nearly 300 pounds, the stern display uh, looked like a giant rumor. Had it the needed an extra log back bed to sleep in, in that that he hung his bedroom door on the outside door jammed to give himself more room to pass through the boys had a special nickname for him. Despite his posing size, Brother Mathis was a mild-mannered man who seldom raised voices. He didn't have to one day when a fight broke out into the schoolyard. Mathis rushed out at the sight of the problem. As soon as squabbling, kids saw the boss. A hush fell over them, and they quickly despite when he wasn't keeping the peace. Brother Mathis liked to teach master class in his favorite subject, baseball. On Sunday evenings after super um, he would would gather the boys in the schoolyard and put on exhibiting of batting powers like which none of them had ever seen with special flung um, that bat in one hand and hard ball in the other hand. Brother Mathis would squat series of high-arching moonshots. Among the boys claiming to retrieve the balls was a little George who saw brilliant, brother perfect. Role model for that he could do. If he set mine to one day, Mathis invited George to throw a round ball for a while soon. They were playing catch every day with awe. Every day, almost without realizing, George began to terminate Brother Mathis' walk as well as his epic swing. When George improved, Mathis invited him to join the school's baseball team. Little George was thrilled. What, what position will I play? When George tried on the catcher, mate, he was, noticed a slight problem. He was left-handed, and the mitt was made for a righty, but George didn't let that stop him. With a bat of practice, he developed a, a knack for the catching. The ball was his left hand flipping into the air as well as discarding the mitt, and then they plucking that all along. His powerful swing made him one of the team's standout players. Brother Mathis did not didn't just 
teach little George about baseball, he also kept him from falling back into his old bad habits. Once, when he got George left into the team's pitcher for having a tough game, he decided to teach his charge a lesson. Signaling to the umpire for a timeout, Mathis handled the ball to George, who had never pitched before. Little George wasn't laughing anymore, but he considered one of the tests allowed no hits for the rest of the game. He became one of the team's best pitchers. And he learned about compassion and sportsmanship as well, George, and a sense of belonging, but he still did not like reforming school sense belonging, but he still didn't like reforming school. Once ran away from St. Mary's and spent three days on the lamb before authorized tracked him down on his brother Mathis issues that that were punishment possible, no baseball. After standing alone outside the schoolyard, George was filled with the rumors. With the lesson learned, Brother Mathis welcomed George back to the team and allowed him to play George's teammates. were happy to have him back, but they knew he couldn't be with them for long. But they knew but with each passing year, George was growing bigger. Um, for more than 60 years, um, home runs in a single season, when he first started playing baseball at the age, in, at age of nine, George was pitting against 12-year-olds by the team was he was 16, matched with the players as old as 20. Newspapers were going to pledge stories about three from school kid, amazing home run swing. Brother Mathis knew it was time for George to move on, arranged for tryouts with local sem semi-professional. In 1994, the owner of Baltimore, Orleans, Jack Dunn, first state Mary's. Brother Mathis Dunn told Dunn, impressed of the 19-year-old, contract on the spot. A few weeks later, Dunn returned to St. Mary's to pick up his new rookie brother, Mathis, escorted George to the Iron Gate and said goodbye, George, shook his hand and thanked Mathis for all that he'd done for him. You'll make it, George, brother Mathis said. And with that, George loaded his suitcase, entered Dunn's red car and left for North Carolina where he joined the Orleans at the spring training camp. That was the beginning of Babe Ruth's rise to fame, but it was not the end of his friendship with Brother Mathis in 1999. A fire destroyed most of St. Mary's industrial school. Little George knew the Major League Baseball star, known as Babe Ruth, volunteered to raise money to help the school invite St. Mary's band, uh, band to travel with his team, New, the New York Yankees, in their final road trip of the 1920 season. Temporarily renamed Babe Ruth Boys Band, they played concert before ball games. afterward collected donates from fans. With Babe's, Babe's help, Brother Mathix and the Xavier brothers were able to rebuild most of the buildings in the fire. Years later, Babe Ruth was wife, Claire, explained why her husband had gone out of his way to help a man who 
took him under his wing. And Babe Ruth was 23. The world loved him. She said, when he was 13, only brother Mathis loved him. That's the end of the book we're reading today. I hope you like this episode and stay safe and stay home. Bye-bye.